Good afternoon, friends. Tis another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to spend a couple hours here on the Patrick Lally Show, engaged in our trademark energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, and national news and politics, education, science. We do all kinds of stuff on this show. Not everything every day, but we try and pack in as much as we possibly can. Uber producer Dan Peters is back in the studio after a day slaving over a basketball court out at the Pentagon covering the Sky Force. Salute! <laughs> and so we're going to uh, carry you through the day here up till 5 o'clock. Thanks for spending some time with us, whether you're driving around, listening on your car radio at 11. No, I, why? That's the second time in a couple of weeks. I didn't go all the way through. Information 1000 KSOO. Information 1000 KSO on your radio dial. You can stream live at KSO.com or on the brand spanking new KSOO mobile app that's got all kinds of cool features, uh, including one-touch streaming, which you need when you're listening to this show and you're out walking around or what have you. Or you can uh, get the notifications on the latest news, weather, and that kind of thing. Also, you uh, can get on your uh, like smart pod listening thing your i don't want to say the name because then it'll trigger somebody's smart pod listening thing who's out there listening on their smart pod listening thing because you say the name and i did not know this so i have a friend who uh i have one of my weird friends actually who has one of those smart pod listening things and he says that if television stations local television stations don't there's some sort of frequency change you do but if they say the name of the smart pod frequency thing in the TV station, it it uh, activates it. And I never thought about that. That's just weird, isn't it? Because shouldn't that be just characteristic to the voice of the owner or I, the people within the you know the you authorize the authenticate the voices that would activate it, wouldn't you? That's what I thought. But apparently, this uh, commercial on when you know much like here. When we say, you know, now available on your whatever machine, name of a woman machine. I'll say it quietly so it won't work. Your Alexa. So you can get uh, information 1000 KSOO on your Alexa. But apparently it's an issue. So I, I'm always, now I'm always worried about saying it. So, but if I say, Alexa, play information 1000 KSOO, I'm turning on their machine. And then they're probably listening already. I don't know. I'm confused by the whole thing, but I want one. I know that much. They're cool. I have not had the experience of that particular listening device, yeah. Smart Pod Edition. I, I I don't even know if that's is that a uh, is that the technical term, Smart Pod listening device? No, but I think it's a nice little conglomeration of different things that, Thank you. that could Thank kind you. of veer in that direction. So you can use your Smart Pod listening device to listen to this fine program and other KSWO and Results Radio stations. And uh, remember, though, you can always listen live on KS, on Facebook Live. Watch us, comment, throw us a question, what have you, or on our Twitter account, at P. Lally Show. Uber producer Dan Peters always manning the Twitter feed, except when he's not here, like yesterday when I did my best. And it wasn't always pretty. Uh, so, Dan, you were at the Sky Force game last night. Uh, I, I, I had a lot of work to do. All right, and I was kind of disappointed. I didn't get to watch a lot of the basketball. I would drop in and drop out. I would follow along online, things of this nature. And, you know, it's crushing. It's crushing. Summit League Tournament finished up yesterday. Two championship games, both state U. Of course, Dan and I were U grads. We're, we're coyotes, tried and true. I'm not going to flop over. I'm not going to get on some sort of bandwagon. It ain't going to happen. So it's just a horrible day because the Coyotes lost to the Jackrabbits in both games. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I I don't necessarily feel that way. I'm not I'm not the the kind of fan that you are. I, and and maybe I'll get exiled from the Coyote community for saying so. You might. You might, sir. Well, I know I got people who'll take me, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I and I don't know why. I, that's just the way I am. But that's the, you know, that's the ups and downs. That's the topsy-turvy world, the roller coaster that is sport, right? It's just the way it goes. 
But we do have a common enemy in those dirty bison. Yeah. At least they is like, boo on the bison. I hate those guys. I, and I, I hate the fighting falcons, even though they weren't the fighting falcons. Isn't that what they are? Hawks. Yeah. The, North Dakota. The, the, yeah, the hawks. They're coming into the Summit League, too. The, the fighting hawks. The fighting hawks. They should have gone with falcons. That would have been cooler. But there aren't any falcons, I don't think, in North Dakota. It's all hawks. It's all hawks these days. So I was fairly despondent about the whole thing. But I was busy, so I didn't. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to sit there and watch it anyway. Just too nerve-wracking. I, I like dropping in and out. So I'm trying to recover. I hope you'll I hope you throw me a bone on this, people. Have some sympathy for me. We've got a great show for you today. Our guests include blogger Pat Powers from the South Dakota War College, who's been dropping in throughout the course of the legislature uh, on Wednesdays. And we'll get his perspective on the legislature and politics. Hope to have Pat, hope to continue this conversation with our state bloggers uh, after the legislature adjourns this week. But, you know, there's a lot going on. City Councilor Greg Neitzer will be with us to talk about the whole noise ordinance issue that's percolating around and maybe a little herpetology. Herpetology, because he's he's on this herpetology issue. We had Jesse Ryerson from the Sioux Falls Herpetological Society the other day talking about snakes and such, snakes and amphibians and that sort of thing. But Greg's getting in on that, so we'll ask him about it. Scott Hudson will be here for Weird Friends. Actually, we're going to do two segments of Scott. Just too much going on. And I'll have a P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, uh, kind of a lightning round. I'm going lightning round. I haven't done that What's before. going on? We got a rattlesnake up here in the front. Well, don't let it back here. There ain't room. <laughs> Bring out my Dukes uh, of Hazard drop that, for you today. Is that today, what that's yeah. from? Mm-hmm. Uh, just a good old boy. We used to watch that every Friday night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Never meaning no harm. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you do that pretty well. That's nice. I've refined it over the years. I will say that. We should do this like a kind of a Dukes of Hazard segment at some point. We got to f- figure out a reason to do it. We'll but. piggyback it with the Bob and Doug McKenzie segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Take off. Take off, eh? Um, so we'll get to that. We'll have the PL statement coming up just after the break. And then Scott Hudson and Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 318 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSO. Everybody wants to live, but they want to live, and everybody wants to love, but they want to love, and everybody wants to be closer to free. Oh, let's get a little closer to free on the PL statement today. And the Patrick Lally Show house band, the Bodines, with Closer to Free, and we come into the PL statement. Um, I have just a bunch of stuff today. There's just a bunch of stuff that I wanted to talk about just briefly. And it was kind of a lightning round. We'll. We'll whip through a few of these things here and see what you guys think. Uh, first of all, uh, the state legislature, you know, they're winding down out there, and they just didn't have enough time. Um, uh, our friend uh, Blake Kurd, who is the Senate Majority Leader, says he can't, that there's not time to get this uh, uh, subcommittee together on uh, the uh, harassment policy. You know, they had, there's all this controversy of, of uh, the women who said that they had experienced, uh, you know, sexual impropriety or su- suggestive behavior or various forms of bad treatment. And you remember, we we were working that into the, the, the stupid man update every day for like a month there. Any huge. So uh, Blake Kurd, who's the Senate Majority Leader, was charged with this subcommittee. And he says that, uh, you know, after having some discussion with Leader Sutton about the subject and his satisfaction with the training, because they had had some training, I chose not to calendar any additional meetings for the subcommittee at this point. I think the issue is well handled within our current rule book. I think it's subject best left to future legislative body with joint rules should they deem necessary. And that's my update. 
Uh, Billy Sutton, who's the, also in the, he's a cinnamonary leader. He said, you know, I just, uh, I'm not, you know, I, I didn't know that. So I, I, I get it that they're busy and all. It, it seems like even a cursory meeting as a demonstration to the public that they're listening seems, you know, like it would have been at least a minimum. Maybe our process is fine and maybe, uh, uh, Senator Kurt is right. Uh, he's been on this show talking about this issue when it was when they were going into session and he seemed to have a good heart and a good mind about it. And I don't doubt that he believes that and they may be fine and it's OK if that's the outcome. But because of all the reports and the Me Too movement and everything that's happened in the last several months, I think uh, that, you know, for, for in peer, you know, that it was it would have been good to do something a little more. I'm not sure that this was response was appropriate. Just saying, you know, we're good, move along, doesn't seem to meet that standard. That's what I'm saying. Blake, you could have held a meeting. Uh, Icon lounge noise. We're going to talk a little bit about this later with Greg Natsert and probably with Scott Hudson. But I watched the, the testimony last night. There's public, it was a sort of impromptu. There's nothing on the, before the council. There's no, no decision. There's no policy change before the council. But it, just a bunch of people showed up. And they said, uh, you know, we, we think you should consider changing this. It's not right uh, in the conflict between Icon Lounge and the resident of Jones 421. Uh, you know, Jeff Hazard was there, who was the developer of that building. And, you know, he, he made his case. He's, you know, Jeff's a smart guy. He can stand up for himself. But ultimately, it's a question of whether or not 55 decibels is too low. And we've talked about that. We're going to talk about some more. Uh, people were pretty good. Uh, except for uh, a couple of folks who were maybe a bit more in, I, I don't know, I'm not even going to criticize. It was just a little odd a couple times, but mostly it was amazing. It was good. People got up there. They gave reasoned uh, uh, positions. They were, you know, brief, got a lot of people in in a short period of time, went pretty well. So that was good. Uh, the state released crime statistics today, I think, today or yesterday. I was reading some stuff on that. That was kind of interesting because the uh, so the, the overall crime rate, the numbers of crimes essentially uh, are up, but it's basically because of drug use, narcotics, all right? And it is part of a nationwide trend of increased narcotic use, opioids and, and uh, heroin and, and, and all the rest of it, okay? But generally speaking, your average run-of-the-mill crime is not not up or it's down or, you know, murders are down from a couple of years ago. So it's, you know, I, and I only bring this up because I, I, I hate it when uh, politicians become um, a tough on crime politician. Uh, and I can see that happening a little bit, both in our mayor's race and the council races and even at the state level, because um, it's not enough to just say, I'm going to fight crime. Because that just seems like you're going to throw a bunch of people in jail. And this is a drug problem. Okay? It's a drug problem. And it's serious. But it's not a crime wave. And I think that there's a differentiation there. Um, let's talk about the drug problem. What are the roots of it? Where is it showing up? What can we do about it? Uh, it's Meth is a terrible thing. Okay? Horrible. Horrible drug. But throwing everybody in jail is not the thing. And even Marty Jackley didn't want that coming into the session, and that's not what they did. So, But the, the numbers are out there, and you can see them. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, this one is interesting. Uh, Christy Nome, who is running for governor, you know, U.S. Representative Christy Nome, wants to be uh, your next governor. She's running against uh, Marty Jackley in the Republican primary. She released her uh, Sunshine Initiative on Tuesday, which was – uh, uh, you know, calling for more open government. And some of it's actually not bad. All right, I'm going to say that. Some of it's a little, you know, using YouTube to bring meetings into every home, you know, to get more. You know, and that's, that's not a bad idea, but somebody's still got to run it at the other end. I think uh, Corey Heidelberger at uh, the Dakota Free Press pointed that out. Um, she wants to modernize and make easily searchable open.sd.gov, which is a bunch of record stuff, and that's fine. Uh she does want a shield law for journalists in South Dakota, and I think that's that's huge. Okay, we don't have a shield law, and which means you can be drug into court for reporting for you know for 
not turning over your notes or for uh, uh, you can be prosecuted for withholding information from authorities if you're protecting a source. All these sort of traditional journalists, journalistic practices, you can be get in trouble essentially, or have to even at least have to go to court. Um, and you shouldn't have to do that. The press should not have to testify against their will. They should not have to f- supply law enforcement with information if it's if it's in the pursuit of journalism. That's not the way it works. Uh, and South Dakota has no protections for journalists against that, and we need it. It's called the Shield Law, the journalism, the the, the the you know journalistic Shield Law, and it's something we need. And so kudos to Christy Noem for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, that's that's good stuff. Uh, the Senate approved a measure that would ask South Dakota voters to require that constitutional amendments encompass compl- only a single subject. That passed twenty eight to six. Uh, it puts it, uh, the constitutional change on the general election ballot, so you'll be voting on that. The House still has to approve those things. Uh, we talked a little bit about that with Corey Heidelberger. We may hit it with Pat Powers. You know, at some measure, I don't have a problem with this, but at the same time, it seems like a direct slap at uh, Rick Wyland and the gang who have tried to change some of the uh, government ethics and accountability stuff. And Well, it'll be on the ballot, probably. It's just got to go through the House, and I imagine it'll make it there. So a lot going on in our legislature and elsewhere for you to chew on there. That is your multiple bottom lines on today's P&L statement. You can agree or disagree with me by sending me an email, patrick at ksoo.com. You can also get on our Twitter feed and chat with us there at P. Lally Show or on Facebook Live. So many ways to talk. You can call us. Phone lines are always open now. I forgot to mention that earlier. Phone lines are always open. If you want to tell me something, you want to chat chat with Dan, you want to get a hold of us during the show, you got you got a question for a guest, whatever, it's 338-KSOO. That's 338-5766. 5766 or 338-KSOO. Pretty cool. Give us a ring anytime, anywhere. We'll chat. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, it's Scott Hudson for Weird Friends. We've got a lot to talk about there, too. We'll talk to you in a minute on Information 1000 KSOO. Three on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We're joined by Scott Hudson for Weird Friends, and so we play replacements. That's how it works. Here we go. That's good. Just listen a little bit. There you go. I, I, you know, it's kind of a. I'm, the Ledge may be technically my theme song, but the Please the Mimi album. Yes. Seems to be my theme. It's a different one every every week. Yeah. Well, I I pulled a few off of that. Is is Alex Chilton on uh, Please yes. to Meet Me? Okay. Then I'm yes. yeah. So it's going to be an all Please to Meet Me day. Here we go. That's Just a little right. bit. Just a little bit. Maybe the greatest line, <laughs> one of the greatest lines in rock and roll history. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Jesus ride okay, Well, I'm me. glad that I got to call in and listen to the replacements for a while uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, I'll chat with you later. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, we were talking about uh, the uh, uh, voice-activated smart pod listening devices earlier, and uh, I, don't, I wasn't saying, Alexa, because you're the person who I get all of my smart pod listening uh, device information from. Now, yeah. Does this, I mean, does it actually just like turn on every once in a while by accident? Um, there are times where uh, um, if, if what I'm watching on TV will say something that is close to the, the word Alexa, mm-hmm. that it'll come on, but nothing, I mean, it'll just light up, but it won't do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there are some people that are reporting that it's suddenly laughing at them, and I don't know how that's happening, but... Yeah, it can be set off by things other than your voice, other than your own voice. Really? I, yeah, I mean, last, you know, I've talked about my Big Brother talk show here, mm-hmm. you know, a few times. And last summer, you know, our show is on TuneIn. So I thought, okay, I'm going to give an example of how, the, how easy it is to listen to us. You know, and so I did it intending to just set mine off. Yeah. 
But instead, we have a live stream going of the show. So everyone that was listening to the live stream, they had an Alexa, had theirs go off. And then people listening to the podcast, too, had theirs go off. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I saw that thing about Alexa laughing at people. And I, I, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. There's probably got to be some coding glitch. Oh, okay. Or maybe you they're know. being tricked by their family. Somehow, <laughs> well, that could be too. Yeah, we just mock. We're going to mock mom for a while. Um, but, uh, but the thing is, I'm, you know, I think most people have kind of figured it out, except for there is a local, a, a local uh, establishment that hasn't quite figured out how to have commercials for it without setting it off. Yeah, well, that's why I'm not saying I wasn't saying because I didn't want to set people's off just because you know, listen to KSOO on, you know, and then have it go off and then have yeah. them mad at me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. I, yeah, I was watching. I don't. I was. Watch, oh, I think it was you know the, the network version of Celebrity Big Brother that was on last month, mm-hmm. and uh, the station had a commercial for their app for Ms. Alexa, mm-hmm. and it suddenly that station's news was playing on my Alexa because they <laughs> activated it. <laughs> Uh, we won't say any names, Kello, but it, uh, <laughs> have they fixed it yet? Because you can fix I, that, I, right? I watch, so, I watch so little network programming that I, I don't know if yeah. it's been fixed yet. So right. I would hope somebody had alerted them. Uh, Cats of Fly now has an app too, and theirs doesn't set it off. Huh. I wonder what that's all about. So hey, now, is it worth it? Do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love it. And um, yours? Alexa's the Amazon version, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's Google Spot yeah, or Google whatever. Google Home or whatever it's called, yeah. And Apple has one now, too. Yes. Theirs, of yes. course, is, is beautiful and twice as much money. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the I one. Mean, and that, that's the one I'll get. <laughs> yeah. Um, I use it for a lot of different things. Uh, like, like if I want to listen, sometimes I'll listen to some jazz as I'm going to sleep. And you can set a sleep timer on it, or you can set it to be your alarm, too, if you want. Or, or you know, if there's, like, if you suddenly have a question about something, you can try asking. It's not always going to know the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes when I'm reading magazines and I see a band that sounds interesting, mm-hmm. I'll just say, you know, Alexa Play, yep. whatever that is. The hip-hop. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I just set mine off. <laughs> You run over there. Shut it off. <laughs> I ran into another room. That's funny. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I haven't really thought about it that much until, you know, we got it and uh, uh, here at the station, and I knew you had one. But yeah, it's it's uh, something that I'm I'm gonna have to have at some point, right? I mean, because I can yeah. just roll over and say, uh, you know, Siri, is it gonna rain or? What's the temperature and that kind of stuff while you're just laying there in bed, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I wake up in the morning, I will say, what's the weather? It's, it's, it's actually much better than Siri ever has been as far as giving you info that you need. Oh, really? Because it, I yeah. wonder if the Apple one, do you say, is it Siri then? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really read into it too much because I already have. You've got what you need. You've got the Amazon. And they're not, the Amazon ones are not that expensive, are they? No, in fact, um, the one that I have two years ago was 150 bucks. And then this year they marked it down by half. Hmm. Well, maybe I will get one anyway. Uh, you know, we, we didn't, we haven't gotten to what we were supposed to talk about. So (laughs) I'm going to hold you over to the next, uh, uh, segment and we'll, get back to some reality here but that's good that's just good consumer information there scott thank you well you know i'm i i can be your consumer uh, editorial person i guess yeah just you have man of many hats we're going to come <laughs> right back and finish up our conversation with scott hudson this is the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo Three forty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and as promised, Alex Chilton. Uh, 
You know, if you can't play, you know, 30 seconds of the replacements, what what good is it to have a show? Right? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, so we, we play that in honor of our continuing guest here, which is Scott Hudson for Weird Friends. And we got wrapped up in the whole, uh, you know, uh, Alexa smart pod thing. We didn't get to what we were going to talk to, which is. Did you uh, watch, I know you did, because I saw it on social media, the uh, public input last night on the whole icon debate? The, the I, was, I didn't actually watch. I followed on Twitter. Ah, got um, it. I had a number of people that were pretty much given play-by-play. Play. Yeah, yeah. So I, I watched it, and I was surprised by two things. One, there were a lot of people there, which that yeah. maybe shouldn't have surprised me that much, but it was full but in the overflow room, and... I was, you know, it was pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah, I, I will agree. I mean, there were, I mean, I, I kind of went off on one of the things that was said that, that I thought was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, That's but okay. I, I mean, before I get to that, before I get to, yeah, it was, it was uh, a mix of musicians, music fans, people who live downtown, other business people. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was a pretty interesting group of people. And one of the things that did happen, I mean, there were a lot of musicians and stuff and they were good, but we heard from some residents that we haven't actually heard from because nobody has talked and not necessarily the people who complained or live in Jones 420, but just people who live downtown or in the area. And so that was good. Yeah. I like the person who said that when they lived on Phillips, they used to in the summertime open their windows so they could hear, you know, the street performers that are playing. Yeah. Every, every, and I, that would be cool. I, you know, it seems to me, and, and Jeff Hazard made an appearance, which was good. I mean, he's the guy who developed the building. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He made his points. He made eight points. Um, yeah. There's one that I want to complain about, though. Which one's that? That in the, the work, play, li- whatever that. Yep. Work, play, live. Um, that the residential aspect is the top priority. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily true either. No, that's definitely not true. Uh, come on, I mean, the downtown exists because of you know the business. Yep, yep. <laughs> and that's otherwise, so. It's other, otherwise, there would just be another residential area of town. I mean, there is. You cannot have the same uh, thought process or expectations living downtown that you have out here, where I right. live in suburbia. Life isn't a Cialis commercial. No, you know what I mean, and I I would agree with you. They are equal equal partners. If you're going to do this, that's the way it is everywhere. Yeah, and I, you know, one of his other points was that he thought that they should be doing everything to fix it. They were there for six years before this thing was even built. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that. I mean, why why wasn't you know, the, these guys are the brightest minds in our city. Why weren't they thinking about this issue when they were uh, building it or getting it approved to be built? Is it, yeah, did it just, it never came up? And I think part of it is that it never gets enforced because it's unreasonably low. Yes, yes. 55 decibels, as I said yesterday, I don't have my chart in front of me right now. But, it's basically talking level. Right. And yeah. you have to get up to... Seventy before you get to something that you would think, no, oh, that's loud, you know. Right. And I understand right. that the measuring they do is over ten, averaged over ten minutes, and all that different stuff. So it's not just one car going by, but there's, they're going to have to write a lot of tickets. Yeah, and, and and you know, I know that somebody that that talked last night was worried. How is this going to affect bigs or the mm-hmm. district? Yeah. Or, you know, Total Drag or other places that have music. Or, you know, some of these neighborhood bars like the... Um, Ken's Corner. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, or, any you place. You know, these, these little bars that have a cover band playing for, for the door, you mm-hmm. know? It's, so, uh, yeah. It's not yeah. good long term. Um, and it will... I mean, I, I think it's very going to be very interesting. Somebody had suggested a, a big study, you know. And that's fine. No, we, let's not have a task force for everything. No, this is... Ki- that just wastes money and takes time. You can do this by just doing some readings, right? And figuring yeah. out just what are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, you know, here's, here's the deal. You and I talked about this a couple of days ago. 
I think that we are on the cusp of another golden period for live music in this town. Mm -hmm. There are more people interested in live music than ever than in many, many years. I mean, I, I was emailing one of the people involved with this earlier today, and I was comparing it to the early 90s, Pomp Room days, the late 70s, Red Will Band mm -hmm. days. There's a potential for that to happen. Now, we haven't had the great, great band that has you know, broken free of all the other bands to lead this on, but there are a lot of bands out there right now. Yeah. And having the only downtown facility that can hold a couple hundred people not be able to put on live music, it's kind of, it's kind of disheartening. Yep. And so you'd say, oh, okay, where, where you want this to occur, we need this vitality, where are you going to go? Well, that's not the way it works. Nobody's going to build, other than the district, which is not just a live music venue anyway. Right. You don't, nobody builds a venue. You no, adapt. You take, you, take a, you take a space to adapt it and make it work. And that's what they've done. It was, and it's a warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I understand, I, I, Jeff and Sheila Hazard are good people and I like them and I see them and I know them and I talk to them, particularly Sheila. And I've, and, and they've done a lot downtown. Uh, right. And they've right. sunk a lot of cash in and taken a lot of risk. But you do have to balance all these things out. I think there's a solution. There has to be a solution. Well, I think, I think one of the problems is, and I'm not criticizing them for that, but I, mm -hmm. I think there's a cozy relationship between some of, some of our city leaders and city hall that you know everything is just kind of a rubber stamp. Whatever they want to do is not really looked at. I remember when my parents were in a certain business, mm -hmm. it was a pain in the butt for us to open any store because we had to jump through all the hoops. I don't think some of these people have to. And I could be completely wrong. Yeah. I'd be just shooting my mouth off. But it does seem to the average person like that might be the case. Well, and I can't believe that this hasn't come up before. If I didn't know it was that low. I mean, I knew there was a sound limit and sometimes there's a time limit, you know, because yeah. I knew it changed at whatever time it changes. And I was fine with all that, but I didn't realize that it was 55 because that is. Well, I think, I think in, back in the day, cool, cooler heads prevailed. Did they? <laughs> nah, maybe not. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes not. Uh, well, I look forward to this golden age of live music. It's, it's been fun so far, and there's a lot more regional stuff, too. We talk about local bands, but so many more regional acts coming yeah, through I because mean, of White Walls and yeah. uh, White Wall Sessions. That I, I had Zuger on the other day, and they've got another amazing season coming up. And it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity, and there I don't want to see that. Of, there is a lot of word of mouth nationally about this town right now, and I'm not talking about the arena-level people. Mm -hmm. Those people, they don't know what city they're in half the time. No, I'm talking about the kind of bands that... that go from Minneapolis to Denver to mm -hmm. Salt Lake City in a broken-down van. Uh, one of those bands comes and has a great time at Total Drag and sells a bunch of merchandise. Next thing you know, there's three or four of those other of their friends' bands mm -hmm. calling and trying to get a show there. Yeah. Scott Hudson, always on Wednesdays for Weird Friends. Today we went two segments, and I enjoyed it. Scott, thanks a lot. Thank you. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with... Pat Powers from the Dakota War College blog. This is Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Coming up on Friday, Sioux Falls Jazz and Blues Society present Joanne Shaw Taylor, 8 p.m. at the Sioux Falls Orpheum Theater in downtown Sioux Falls. Joanne has established herself as the UK's number one star of blues rock world. Sounds like fun. Down at the Orpheum, sfbj.org. Coming up in a minute, it's going to be Dan Peters with the news and the weather on Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Rush of far progressive God, we're not that you can relieve me if I'm buried beneath the sun, but the angels won't see me.
and it doesn't uh, it doesn't feel like it by that weather cast, but we're soon to have St. Patrick's Day upon us, and so we'll listen to a little Irish music. But we are joined now on the phone, uh, as we are most uh, days, most Wednesday afternoons lately, by Pat Powers, who is a blogger at Dakota War College up in Brookings. Uh, Pat, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, we're getting down to the uh, end of the legislature, uh, and this is where things get down to brass tacks in terms of cash money. Um, what we've got some extra money, right? It's like eighteen million that we didn't think we were going to have. Well, and and I don't know that negotiations are are quite complete on that yet. Uh, you know, I know they're talking about wanting to put it to to uh, state employees and education and and everybody's going to have their particular wish list, but I, I but I think the state employees and education are going to be the highest up on that list. Oh, absolutely. It's just a matter of, uh, well, they may decide, uh, state employees have kind of been taking the hit over and over. I mean, they did the deal for the teachers, although it, it hasn't followed through as much as they had planned, but the state employees have long sort of been suffering, haven't they? Well, they... They always tend to be the uh, the last one funded, and and it's uh, it's kind of an unusual history because often uh, for for a number of years, some of the top people in the legislature have have been from Pierre. You had Homer Harding, who was Senate Majority Leader for for decades. You had Mike Rounds, who was Senate Majority Leader. You know, some fairly high powered people. Uh, who were from Pierre and others who uh, were from uh, what you might call state employee towns like mm-hmm. Madison. You had Jerome Lammers. Uh, you know, you have a lot of those people who were in leadership, and, and they tended to make sure state employees were taken care of because they're a significant part of their base. And and in the last, you know, in, in about the last 10 years, you haven't necessarily seen so many people who are who are from those big state government towns who've been in charge, and so state employees have kind of gotten pushed farther and farther back as far as the legislature is concerned. So this is their chance to, you know, try and take care of them a little bit. And then they've got eighteen million. So you're either going to do like a pretty good bump for one group or just a little for both. It's it would be hard to think that they can make a difference for for both teachers and state employees with that eighteen million. Well, and and that's very true. I I tend to I tend to think, or maybe I'd like to think that uh, they'll probably try to put it towards state employees, just because health insurance premiums keep going up, and if your salary isn't increasing to keep pace, you're falling behind. Yeah. Do you think state employees sort of get that the attitude towards state employees in South Dakota sometimes is just like teachers, where uh, often the people who work for the state in the communities out in rural South Dakota are, you know, the, the better off people in a community often. And they look at that and they think, well, they're doing just fine. Well, and, and, and that might, I think that's some of the impressions, especially as you get in out into some of the more rural communities, but, you know, in all actuality, uh, you know, especially in an uh, urban environment like, like Pierre or Sioux Falls, uh, you know, the state employee wages, they're, they're a livable wage, but, you know, they aren't always uh, keeping pace with what's being paid in the private sector. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you have accountants and attorneys and, and people who are working for state government at maybe two-thirds or less of what they could command in the private market. Yeah, and then it gets to be and, hard to find employees. Yeah, well, and, and that's just it. And uh, the South Dakota Department of Revenue, they're, they're kind of suffering that and, and have been for the last couple of years is, uh, they they find it hard to uh, to keep accountants. No, that, I, I imagine accountants is a a good example where why would you slave away working for the Department of Revenue when you can walk across the street and maybe double your salary? It, very true, very true, and it's uh, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have to do something, and they kind of face some of that uh, Department of Social Services at one time mm, where yep. you know if you're if you have to go in and. And you're, uh, you know, you're the front line on, on working with people who are, uh, you know, low income and and coming in for for state benefits and and uh, entitlement programs. 
those are those are tough jobs. They're they're very burnout jobs. So they have a high turnover, and about all you can do is pay them a little more because the work isn't going to change at all. No, that's right. We're talking with Pat Powers. He is a blogger uh, out of Brookings, South Dakota, a, uh, a Republican, a right leaning. Well, you're kind of a what do you moderate? right to moderate kind of guy, right? I mean, you're kind of mainstream Republican kind of dude, right? You know, I I, I don't know that I've ever changed, but uh, I, I used to be a hard conservative, and and now they uh, they they call me a rhino at times. So, I, you know, I, I am what I am. That's what you get for sticking around for a long time. But we're, we're going to come right back and talk more with Pat Powers from Dakota Works, South Dakota War College in just a moment. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Fourth 17 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Trampled by turtles. I could never pretend that I don't love you. You could never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning with your troubles. Taking it downtown every night. I could never place the stars at night above. Got my hands on the ground and you know I'm right. You ain't so long. You ain't so long. I always have to let that go because I love that part, but... Pat Powers, thanks for letting me take a little bit of your time here. Pat uh, returns to our conversation. He is a blogger at South. I always say Dakota War College, but it's really South Dakota War College, isn't it? Well, you know, I I, I think they they say Dakota War College just as just as a shorthand, and that's kind of what the URL is. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, there's a the, but it's a South Dakota War College, and you know we're in South Dakota. We don't care about people in North Dakota, right? There, there are uh, are colder, more unfriendly natives to the north, just like North <laughs> yeah, Korea. That's right. Hey, uh, we, we talked <laughs> just like North Korea. I said that the other day. It's colder, and and they're well armed. Um, <laughs> the uh, the this deal with uh, DeSanto and uh, now Kaiser's involved. Apparently, the the leadership in the House has told uh, DeSanto and Kaiser they should apologize to Johnson. Am I getting that right? Well, no, actually it was, uh, I believe it was Liz May and, uh, and Kaiser. Oh, okay. And, and actually Kaiser was in, uh, kind of in the whole kerfuffle this, uh, at the beginning, uh, talking about, uh, or, or making claims about, well, you know, it could be this kind of assault charge or it yeah. could be this kind of assault charge. And I don't know that he was even there. And then we see the video, and and it might have been some fierce finger pointing and some grumpy words. But uh, I I don't know that there was uh, there was actually any uh, physical assault. And and uh, I believe uh, their the leadership might not be too happy with Liz May about some of the statements she made on Kelloland because they didn't jibe up with what witnesses were reporting Mm -hmm. is is being said. So I I think there was uh, some suggestion that maybe they should apologize. And and I I think there was uh, some difference of opinion as to whether that apology should be public or or private. And and so it's just kind of continuing to roll on as as a controversy that will never end. No, it seems like... you know, it's the end of the session. You know, maybe some folks aren't as busy as some others. And, you know, they all just, but this was just like, I'm going to, I saw some embers out there in the house floor and I have this can of gas. I think I'm going to just go pour this on there and see what happens. Oh, well, man. It, it all, it all kind of came up at crossover day, I believe, or right after crossover day. And, mm-hmm. and uh, nerves are, are pretty frayed regardless. Yeah. So, but the be the best thing that could happen is Friday gets here and they go home, right? <laughs> well, I, I I think they're they're going to be looking forward to getting out of there and uh, and then they can uh, all go off and uh, and go into election season where they just worry about themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. They don't have to cooperate with anybody. Uh, <laughs> hey, I also wanted to ask you um, about uh, briefly on the. The INR. There was a lot of kerfuffle going into 
the session about changes that need, needed to be made to initiative and referendum. And there are going to be some changes that some of them need to be approved by the voters in November. But what do you make of the fact that there were all these bills and in the end there's not that much change that I can see well, so far? I, 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 think, I, I think everybody recognizes that there's some things that are, are being abused uh, or, or at least the process is, is subject to abuse. And, and this is not a recent thing. Uh, I mean, I think you can go back 10 years or so back when I was uh, in the early parts of when I was writing uh, my website, you know, we had jail for judges where mm -hmm. an out-of-state group had uh, found somebody in South Dakota and, and they wanted to put judges in jail of all things. Uh, if they, if they didn't like their decisions, it was kind of the craziest thing you ever heard, mm -hmm. but but they got it. They came in. They were there. They had their person in state write a big check, and uh, and then they got it on the ballot. And yeah. it was. Uh, I mean, it was uh, a measure that you had uh, Supreme Court justices, and I mean, from the top on down, people coming out and talking about what a what a crazy, horrible thing it was, and it got defeated. I think it was uh, by over eighty percent. It was huge. But the only thing that oh, there, the only day that there was panic was, I believe, there was one of the television stations. I won't say which one was maybe not using the best polling firm, and they had or somebody screwed up because the numbers were backwards in the poll. Do you remember that? You know, I, vaguely, but but I'll tell you, they that I've never seen a, a, a state come together to fight something so hard. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, and but they, the system worked, man. The system worked. Well, but, but, you know, when, uh, you know, you also have had, uh, I think, uh, before that you might've had Bob Newland out there pushing jury nullification. I mean, mm -hmm. some of the craziest things you've ever seen and, you know, South Dakota has always been easy to get, uh, get those things on the ballot because the, the threshold isn't that high. And, you know, and it's, it's maybe okay when we're dealing with a couple of crazy things, but Lately, our ballots are just getting longer and longer and longer. Mm -hmm. Then, and it so, seems like a bunch of them. There have been several efforts this time around where people didn't make the thresholds, though, mm -hmm. and they got they well got knocked down. Well, and it's uh, you know it, it's just kind of getting to the it's getting to the point where I think people are are getting weary of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that the uh, out of all the stuff that's rolling around. Uh, you know, we had the task force, the summer study, and we've had Emily Wanless on the program from Augie who chaired that. Yep. And I think that the, the one proposal that may come out of all that that makes a difference is the 55% to pass constitutional amendments. What do you think of that? You know, I, I don't think, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, we're, we're experiencing, I, I think some people are having buyer's remorse on, uh, on Marcy's law, mm -hmm. where they're kind of thinking, well, you know, maybe we should have had some changes, or maybe we shouldn't have passed it. And you know, I, I don't think a higher threshold is a is a bad thing. You know, at least then we've it's more than fifty percent plus one. It's uh, you know, you've got to have a little bigger groundswell than, than just half. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the Constitution. I I, you know, I can kind of get behind that. I don't have that big of a problem with it. Um, you know, it, it, some of these things are arbitrary ultimately and 54, 55, 56, it's, it's wherever it passes at, right? Marcy's law would have still passed. It got 60%. Well, it would have, it would have, yeah. you know, and I think the thing that's most troubling is, is when we have these huge infusions of cash coming in from out of state. I mean, and this last election we had, millions coming in on on some ballot issues mm -hmm. and so how how does how is that a, a a populist groundswell when somebody from boston writes a million dollar check and says i want to get this on the ballot and i want to get this passed and i will put anything i have to into it because south dakota is a cheap media market no, it's uh, true, a million dollars doesn't doesn't go very far in, on the east coast but it goes really far in south dakota and that's and that's the uh, issue we grapple with. Um, Pat Powers, uh, I didn't even get to ask you about trade, but you know what? the The legislature is going to be behind us. We can move on to some real, like, fun political issues. How's that sound? 
That, that sounds great to me. Uh, enough of the silly season. It's, it's time for some politics. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so Pat Powers, uh, he is blogger at Dakota War College, uh, South Dakota War College, whatever you want to use. Uh, he's here most Wednesdays. Pat, thank you very much. Thank you, Patrick. Coming up after the break, we got Greg Neitzer coming in. He's a city councilor, and he's been studying all kinds of cool stuff, herpetology and sound ordinances. That's on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 434 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And you wouldn't normally hear Metallica on this program. Enter Sandman, probably their one of their biggest hits. Oh, here it comes. It's rolling up. Coming from somewhere down below. I don't know how long that goes on. I'm not a big Metallica fan, but I play Metallica because in honor of our next guest, we bring in on the phone, City Councilor Greg Neitzer. Uh, Greg, you're the only person that I play metal for. Wow, that is great. And you know I got my tickets. Yeah, well, I saw that you uh, said you were interested or going on Facebook, so I'm like, yeah. I'm playing Metallica for my boy. <laughs> no, it, it, uh, I appreciate it. That's on Tuesday night, though, so I'm going to have to do the council meeting and then rush over. So, Oh, man, you got to um, get them to, like, pick it up. The Teresa, no, no more questions. <laughs> I, yeah, and I have I've talked to the mayoral candidates week by resolution. We could move the meeting to Monday, but I don't know if that's a valid reason. No, it's probably not. When is that yeah, show's probably. not till like... It's always September 11th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be big, man. It will. Mm-hmm. Um, you speaking of big, you had a big crowd last night for uh, the public input period of the city council meeting, and uh, you had the informational as well because of uh, uh, issues surrounding the noise ordinance and, and the, the uh, controversy surrounding Icon Lounge. Um, first of all, I, I thought that was a pretty. Uh, Pretty orderly public input for what's going on. What did you think? It was amazing. The The input was wonderful. It was different. It was new. And I have to give credit to our chair, Rick Kiley. He ran an incredible meeting because he let people give their input. He didn't cut people off. He didn't arbitrarily stop it an hour after input. We went as long as we needed to go until it was kind of naturally coming to an end. And when people were leaving, I noticed that they felt like they were heard. Mm-hmm. And that was that was huge because we've had issues where, you know, we've well, I shouldn't say we, but the mayor has cut off input, you know, at some arbitrary period and it was kind of out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And then we had people that were angry, feeling like they weren't heard. And that kind of came back on all of us. And mm-hmm. they, it, it was just wonderful. And it didn't go on that long. I mean, it was an hour uh, or 15 minutes, something like that, an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, right in there. Something like that. We were done by 830 with with public input, I believe. Yeah. And you got it. We had a number of of proclamations and things so right there were there were several proclamations i was waiting i was watching online i'm like oh more proclamations but that's fine those are good people too um what did you learn from the input well what i learned was is that the downtown group which i kind of already knew this but wow they are a cohesive group and they're very passionate about their neighborhood um i did learn some things about the technical aspects there were some people that spoke about that and so i'm now in contact with somebody who does sound in the city of sioux falls and so that's going to be very interesting to sit down with him to learn about actually how you do mixing and how you how it's not as easy as they say to just simply turn it down when it comes to playing live music so we're going to learn about that and then uh there was some things back and forth you know there's unfortunately i think some misconceptions where both sides might have some misconceptions or things and kind of that are out there on Facebook. Uh, but that's, that's just the way it goes in, in situations like this. Yeah. Do, do you think that there'll be a push really to change the ordinance? I mean, you've said that you're looking at the issue and as, and we like to have you on the program, I should point out, because you do a lot of research on your own. You don't just listen and you pay attention. Um, but do you think that, that there will be a push to change the ordinance? From 55, it's 55 decibels right now after whatever time at night, right? Yeah, after 10.30 at night, it goes down from 60 to 55 decibels. Do you think there'll be a push to change it? Well, I don't know about others, but 
I am looking at it, and I can't say whether I will or not, but I am trying to furiously study it as quick as I can. I um, have been in frequent communication with uh, the ownership at ICON. I've been in communication with the health department, the lawyers, the attorneys, and uh, I just talked to ownership over at the uh, um, Jones building mm-hmm. as well. And uh, I'm I'm hoping to get a sound demo and to really hear this in action because I, I think what it really comes down to is I, I need to hear 60 and 55 and 65 because mm-hmm. we keep talking about all these numbers and that one, you know, 65 to 55 is a doubling of the sound. But mm-hmm. even if I say that to you, that it's a doubling of the sound to your ear, what does that mean? I, I don't, I'm not even sure I know exactly what that means. You know, does it sound worse than it is? Mm-hmm. So I, I think... And I've been in frequent communication and looking at the numbers. They have made a lot of improvements, and they've been bringing their decibel levels down, but they're just not sure they can get there. And yeah. that that's really the major issue. It's really what it comes down to is I'm trying to figure out, is this an outlier where with some changes they can fix it, or it's indicative of a larger problem? Because the issue is that this is by complaint. This could be happening all over downtown, but we may not know it because there might be many people that just say it's part of living downtown that there's going to be noise and they haven't called it in. I I suspect there's other clubs that are creating quite a bit of noise, but and I've talked to people who live downtown and they say that there's quite a bit of noise, but they just wouldn't dream of calling it in. So right. I don't know. Um, were you? Uh, I was surprised that it was 55. I mean, I knew there was a change at a certain time of night. I knew that happened. Um. But uh, 55 seems low, and I mean, I, I, it seemed low to me when I heard it, and then after looking it up a little bit, you know, that's not, 55 is, is like conversational tone at some measure, and I, I know that's not exactly the best comparison to compare one activity to another in terms of decibels, but it's, it's not that high. Were you surprised when you learned that it was only 55? I was surprised in a way by when I, you know, when I looked online and I saw that, yeah, it's conversational tone and you see things where certain decibels are vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. And there's all these analogies, but it, it's hard to know without actually hearing it. I, I tell you what I'm, I was really kind of surprised by mm-hmm. was, and, and this is where the logic, where it, my brain, it just doesn't seem logical. Maybe mm-hmm. it is, but it doesn't, is that our ordinance says residential is protected to 55 decibels after 1030 at night, no matter where that residential is in town. Right. And I keep circling back to, it doesn't quite seem logical that the downtown residential noise level would be the same as what it is out in the sleepy suburbs where I live, simply mm-hmm. because downtown is a mixed-use dynamic district with mixed uses literally on top of, below of, and next to each other, whereas in a neighborhood like mine, it's all houses yeah so i i'm not saying that downtown should be up all night but i i think there might be some expectation that maybe noise is going to be a little bit different in an area like that and so, as you say it's complaint based the health department uh monitors or administers administers it nobody's walking around with decibel meters just you know randomly and no. it doesn't seem like this has been happening i'm not, i don't know that there are never any citations issued but i haven't heard of any yeah, we just had a uh, discussion about this yesterday, and I believe the police had said that they hadn't issued any citations downtown, at least in the last couple of years. And that's, and I, that's interesting yeah. in and of itself. I'm surprised by that, you know, because things can get loud, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. I've talked to some people who, who tell me they live actually even in the Gorley building, mm-hmm. and they, they have had noise from another neighboring right. parcel, which people can probably guess which one it is yeah. across the street. And But what they've said to me is, I live downtown. I just expect it. It's just part of the deal. But it, now, I don't know exactly what this particular resident is hearing, so I, I can't say whether they're being unreasonable or not. That's why I'd love to right. hear it. I think until you actually hear it, it's hard to say whether somebody's being... I mean, unfortunately, some pe- people are throwing the words around like whiner and things yeah. like that. I, I, I just don't know until you hear it. I mean, if, if the walls are rattling, well, maybe that's not appropriate there is a difference between volume and frequency in terms of the wavelength of the sound and there's that does affect different people different ways and uh you know it's it's not to be uh just dismissed the other thing that's kind of interesting here that may is a is uh, a, a difference that we don't talk about very much is jones building are condos most people bought those 
every most everything else downtown is an apartment and there there there's a difference there when you have a sense of ownership yeah there's there's been a discussion about expectations and uh and the ownership issue that um as a general rule i i don't i want to say everybody but you know you you buy maybe a quarter million dollar condo you're going to have an expectation that maybe somebody that's just renting is not going to have and that might be part of the issue yeah we're going to take a very short break and come back and talk more with City Councilor Greg Neitzert. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about talking about some herpetology, Greg? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. That's awesome. We'll be right back on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> 448 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. This is Metallica. It's whiskey in the jar, but it is the same. It is a uh, it is the version of the old Irish song. You'd never you'd never guess it, but it is, and we play it for our guest Greg Neitzert, who is the city councilor from the Northwest District. Isn't that right, Greg? That is correct. Um, th- so I didn't know they had covered whiskey in the jar, Metallica. That freaks me out a little bit, man. Yeah, it was years ago. I I think I. Like the original, maybe better, but <laughs> that's okay. I'm gonna put the 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 brass holes pay, play a version of the original that you may be hearing in a week and a half here. So um, okay. we're talking about uh, the noise ordinances and uh, and how we don't uh, 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 know that much about how decibels work. Um, do, do you see that there is actually a solution here for live, work, play? to make everybody be able to work together here? Well, again, I think it comes down to trying to determine if this is a one-off situation where corrections can be made at this particular venue or if it's indicative of a larger problem. If it is, then I think we need to talk about bumping up the allowance a mm-hmm. little bit. But and, and I should mention that there has been a lot of changes made at the ICON. They've put a lot of money into it. Yeah, and there's been many, many tests that have been done. In fact, they did one just again yesterday morning, I believe, where they've been testing it with the health department. And thanks to the health department, they've been helping them do monitoring over in that building to find out as they make changes, okay, how much has it affected it? And they've been going down and down and down. And so they're trying to get down into compliance, but there's some concern that they won't be able to get to that 55. Yeah. And they're this is close. what it, what it comes. And that's impressive. They have, they've worked real hard to do it. And, it's kind of amazing when you put it in this context, and this is something that is surprising. It's only, only one person has complained as far as I know, that's all I've heard. And the fact that one person's complaint can basically shutter the doors of a business that's been there six years. When you put it in that context, then it's kind of a different conversation. And you're like, man, that that's harsh. Yeah. No, we we need to be clear that uh, the city does not quote unquote, shut a business down. However, this business has not been doing concerts simply because they've wanted to try to figure out how to correct this and they've been afraid of getting more fines. Right. I mean, so you, can't, you, don't want to, very clear. you don't want to get fined every time you have a show either. I, they have other revenue streams, but... They do, but this, is, but this time of year, concerts are kind of their bread and butter. The, mm-hmm. the, the weddings and other things start to ramp up when you get later in the year here. Yeah. So it, I, I imagine they're losing a decent amount of money here. Um, something else that surprised me that I just learned about, and I know you just learned about it was, uh, the, the herpetological, uh, uh, restrictions that basically there's a whole bunch of animals that you can't have in, in the city of Sioux Falls, but they're in every pet store in Sioux Falls. And that's a lot of the lizards and snakes that are not native to the United States. Yeah. You know, actually this came to my attention, uh, this last summer, I believe when there was a snake on a leash controversy mm-hmm. that went viral and went all around the world, actually. I mean, I think I read it in the guardian. Yeah. And that guy um, was on, that guy was, uh, gave public testimony right last night, right? At he the did. It's the first time I've seen him. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I, I had never, I'd never seen him before, but anyway, I had, uh, so the herpetology, herpetological society, uh, who you had on yesterday, I mm-hmm. believe yep. reached out to me. And, uh, so I had learned about these rules and I was looking into it and then I kind of got busy with some other things because it really was, not really being enforced, mm-hmm. you know, the, the law, the rules for the most part. So it was kind of on the back burner. I knew I needed to deal with it. And then we had another issue in the last week or two. <laughs> yeah. And I was contacted by uh, the Herpetological Society in regards to this. And I made contact with 
the people who had gotten into a little bit of trouble for owning snakes. And so it's kind of come up again. And so um, I, I'm trying to take a, a real look at it. And uh, I've gotten pretty familiar with the ordinance. I've gone to their meetings and uh, met a lot of these animals, and I've learned quite a bit about it. Did you, uh, do you have a new pet? I, I don't because my wife says that I will be moving out if I bring one home. <laughs> I think that's a common experience. No um, reptiles or lizards, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, and amphibians. Um, this seems like something that should be a simple fix, but I bet you it won't be. No, it it is not. It seems easy, but you start to open up a number of can of worms. But that being said, I think people would be surprised at the at the animals that are technically illegal here in the city of Sioux Falls. There is a lot of animals being kept. And you go walk into a pet store, there's any number of animals in there that are illegal in the city of Sioux Falls, technically. Yeah, I didn't realize how broad the the restriction was. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And, and it, things have changed. It's kind of an old law. Yeah, it, it, nothing has really changed in several years. The last time we opened this up was the Urban Agriculture Task Force, which was before my time, mm-hmm. which basically made rabbits and chickens legal. Mm-hmm. But as far as the exotic animals, that hasn't been touched for quite a while. And when I say exotic, I put that in quotes. Right. Essentially, it's anything that doesn't isn't domestic to the United States. So that eliminates a lot of things. And yeah. by the way, I should mention that that does not include dogs and cats and right. birds. Right. Um, so a German Shepherd is not illegal. So we'll right. be clear about that. People made that joke. It's a good one. Um, yeah. Greg Neitzert, he's city councilor for the Northwest District of Sioux Falls and uh, working on a couple of different issues that are important. And we'll, we'll uh, keep in touch, Greg, and we'll find out how this goes. Sounds good. We'll talk to you later. Coming up, we'll finish up right after this uh, short break. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Coming up this weekend, big one, big show. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's the Sioux Empire Sportsman Show. It's a monster deal. It's at the Sioux Falls Arena and Convention Center. It's a boat, camping, outdoor equipment, travel, and family fun show goes 5 to 9 on Thursday, 12 to 9 on Friday, 10 to 9 on Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Special guest appearances from Ted Takasaki, Ted Todd Amenrud, and Corey Springle. And also, you got to check out that Forever Wild Live Wolf Show. It's going to be huge. Tomorrow, coming up on the show, ah, we'll have a show. Stay with us. This is Tony Reese is going to be really talking about politics on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.